Welcome to the Why Don't You Say Something podcast, where we're doing exactly that, saying something about the online coaching, online course world, and spiritual industry, because we're all wondering what the F is going on. I'm Eva, a former yoga teacher and online business strategist who slowly started to question some of the things that I was learning and teaching myself. I've now come to see the light and I'm sharing those learnings with you here. In this podcast, we're going to break down some of the red flags we see, hear people's stories and experiences, and offer resources on how you can do business in a bullshit-free way yourself if you are in business. Heads up as you're listening, I swear a lot, so be careful of your kiddos' ears. Is this thing on? Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the why don't you say something podcast because i went and said something i went and created an instagram account because i was so pissed and upset about the coaching world the online business world the messed up shit in the spiritual world and i decided to do exactly that say something so i can't believe i am actually here on this podcast mostly because i have perfectionist issues and i really wanted the podcast to be good you guys I really wanted to do it right, but we also just don't have time to do it in that way or, you know, wait until we can do it perfectly because there are things to say and people to interview and we got to just get it going, you guys. So thank you for being here and I'm really, really excited to have you. Today, we're going to go over some info and things about this podcast and the Why Don't You Say Something channel in general. And I'm going to tell you more about me, give you some context to the things I've experienced, the things that have gone down, (laughs) Um, and why I created this content and why I feel the way that I do. So we're going to dive into some of that today. So first of all, um, I am not calling this a podcast. This is not a podcast. This is a either a coffee cast or a margarita cast because a podcast to me seems very professional you guys Uh, and this is not that I don't want to give you that um, illusion so coffee cast means we are chilling with some coffee and the margarita cast means hmm we have poured some Costco margarita mix it's really good and we are shooting the shit and we are talking you guys But the point is, is that this whole thing is pretty rustic and, uh, you know, it's like, hey, listen while you're in the car or, uh, you know, we've made something for you while you're cooking and uh, here's what's going on on this audio recording. We're not recording in a bedroom on an iPhone. (laughs) No, yes, we are. Okay, so a coffee cast or a margarita cast is what we have going on. So a really important thing about me and this account and this community is that you are not going to agree with with me. You're not going to agree with everything that I say and I encourage that and I think that that is wonderful. I am me, I am one person. These are my thoughts, beliefs, opinions, and feelings. And the whole thing that really bothers me about a lot of the spiritual worlds, the coaching worlds, the guru worlds, is that you're not allowed to question or disagree with what the guru says, okay? So I encourage you to 
find places where you don't agree with me or I encourage you to honor that part of when I'm when I'm sharing my personal opinion that you think to yourself, hmm, no, I don't really agree with that or I don't like that part. Great, good. I am here to support your critical thinking, your own personal beliefs, values, opinions, experiences. And what I'm sharing here is exactly that. They are my personal beliefs, values, opinions, experiences. So I am not your guru. I'm not trying to promote more guru-ness. I am not absolutely right. And this is the end-all be-all about, about the coaching world. This is me sharing my thoughts and beliefs and opinions, okay? So I really encourage you to find what feels right for you and to know that that's okay and welcomed that you're not going to agree with everything I say because then that would be a guru dickhead uh, dictatorship, which is exactly what we're not about here. And also, y'all, like I'm learning as I go. My opinions, the things that I learn about, different experiences may shift and change. I really, I hope that they do. I'm learning a lot more about um, activism work and anti-racism work and tons of stuff. So again, we are here to grow and learn together and you do not have to agree with me. So another thing is to know that I'm not a nurse or a therapist. A lot of people will message me thinking that I'm a nurse or a therapist or I've gotten some bitchy comments from really big coaches being like, wow, I can't believe a nurse would act like this and what kind of therapist does this? And I'm like, girl, I never, and I'm not one. I never said I was. So I am not a nurse or a therapist. I am getting my state licensing uh, certification in nursing assistant work. So I have gone through school to be a certified nursing assistant, which if you don't know what that is, you are assisting nurses and you're working in a medical setting and you're helping people to like dress and bathe and eat and and do general caring work for them. It is really amazing, heartfelt, really hard work. And I'm going to be taking my state exam for that in like six weeks. I'm not a therapist. I have taken some psychology classes, like, okay, one in college. I never graduated college. And I'm not a therapist, yo. So not trying to be or have anyone think that I am. Another thing to know about me in this podcast is that I am a cis white woman. I grew up in very interesting liberal environments, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York City. And that was a interesting experience for sure. I was able to be around more progressive people and learned a lot of things that way. But I, it's important to know that as I am sharing or teaching anything, that that's been my experience and that I have grown up with that privilege. And there will always be lots to learn and lots to work on for myself as a person. And I hope to always be a lifelong learner in that way. And it's really important to know where I come from that I really believe in anti-capitalism and equality for all. And how can we how can we do that? How can we make sure that that is important to us and that we are actually taking action, putting those things into action? If we are having a business, if we are having an online thing, if we are working with someone in, in that capacity, how can we come with that awareness and how can we create an environment that is 
creating equality and not more harm. Another random thing to know about me is that I have suffered from like depression and anxiety for a long time in my life. And that's been something that I have tried a ton of different medications for, a ton of no medications for, a ton of retreats and meditation for, and mental health is something that's super important to me. I now can happily, happily, happily say that I am super happy and super stable, but anxiety and depression is something that has run in my family and been something chemically that is a big deal. (laughs) More to say on my father's experience, but uh, he has been sober now for 20 years and he has really struggled with substance abuse issues and with uh, mental health and that's something that is just, it's just a big piece of me and it's a big piece of my heart and is also a reason why I really want to help people who are in pain and be mindful and aware of everyone's experiences or past traumas Um, because, geez, I have experienced that in my life with my family members. I also am super neurodivergent. I am ADHD up the wazoo and maybe some other things, don't know, but I really love talking about neurodivergency. If you don't know what that is, you know, Google it, hey, but it's been fun to piece together this podcast and remind myself to stay on track, stay on track, stay on track because I'm super ADHD. I've also not actively, really publicly been in business for about a year and a half now. At the time of making this, I haven't super been in business for a year and a half. Before, I used to completely work for myself and rely on my own income and my own public business. And in the past year and a a half, I went and got a job for a while, which was great and was, oh, it was so wonderful, honestly, you guys. It was fantastic. And that ended up not working out in the end. And then I started doing more digital marketing management. And that's something that I love to do, know a ton about. As you'll hear in this podcast, I have been deeply in the online marketing world for the past eight years. I taught marketing for a long time. I taught online business for a long time. Some in some ways that were ethical, in some ways that needed tweaks and changing and were just kind of scammy and gross. Again, overall, I did not go off scamming people. And overall, I am proud of the things that I taught and I'm proud of the work that I did with people. It was only when I went off the rails. <laughs> it was only when I went off the rails and started learning from certain people, these feminine femme bosses that... Um, things went really downhill for me and I wasn't making money and I was not proud of that work nor did I profit from it but anyways story for another day but I at the time of this podcast I don't actively have a business I have been working behind the scenes uh, managing digital marketing so websites email YouTube content creators courses I know all of that like the back of my hand and attempt to do it in a way that is way more conscious and ethical and is inclusive for all and things like that. At the time of this podcast, I just have a Patreon going where people can pay three or five dollars and they get bonus content. And I do want to be able to create resources, whether that be classes or a membership, where people can learn about how to 
do online business in a bullshit free way? How can we go about this in a good way? And how can we do this in a way that's not douchey and scammy? Hello. And how can we do this in a way that feels good for ourselves and the audience and everyone out there involved? How can we do it in a way that is equal, anti-capitalist? How can we be aware of these issues and tackle them? So I'm still, you know, chewing on that, how I can offer that mentorship or sessions or classes or a membership or something where you can do business in a bullshit free way. So stay tuned for that because at a certain point, I just feel like I am shitposting on my Instagram account and for a while, that's just what I needed to do. And I also want to turn things into what are the resources? What are we going to do, you guys? What is what is it we can do? Because I get that question a ton and it is time to tackle it. But as we talk about online business and the world of the Instagram coaches, it's important to know that I don't really advise trying to tackle everyone on the internet and I don't ever want anyone to make fun of someone that I am critiquing. I think it is very, man, it's like very like grounding and validating to see someone break down a post and understand and see why it's unethical. And you're like, oh, even though I see this post and part of me like wants to sign up for it and part of me is like, man, I should do that too. And I just need to make an offering like that too. But when you see someone break it down as to why it's shit, man, I think it is very, very, very educational and just like keeps people grounded and is something that I have enjoyed doing. I don't know if I will continue to do it a ton. We'll see. I'd like to turn the conversation more towards what resources, what can we actually do. But as I am talking about sharing people's posts and things, I don't ever want anyone to go and attack someone or make fun of them or go to their account and harass them. It's just honestly pointless and it also is not really helping anything. What I want this account to be about, this podcast to be about, is informing people for how they can be aware of the bullshit that's out there. I would like to teach people on how they can trust themselves and learn about those red flags that they can notice anywhere with anything, with anyone. And I want people to be able to do their business, whether you are, whatever it is you're offering, if you if you are offering something and that's your choice, to do it in a way that you know and feel as best we can that it is done well and you feel good about it and you feel like you are giving back to your community and you aren't doing anything shady or having to look back at something and go, ooh, God, that was gross and I did something that felt creepy. One thing that I'm going to do on each podcast episode is give you one tool one exercise that you can do that would take just a minute or two to help you come back to your body and your breath. Um, These kind of awareness practices to know what your body is telling you, what your mind is telling you, how you are feeling have been really powerful in helping you come back to you and 
helping you have some better um, tools in your toolbox to have you feeling good. So stay tuned for later as I walk you through uh, a little breathing exercise and stay tuned on the podcast in general where we'll do one of these uh, each time and I hope that they're helpful for you. All right, let's get into more of the fun stuff and talk about my experience in the spiritual metaphysical world and then my experience in the coaching world. I have been in the spiritual world, the yoga world for 20 years now. I am 38 at the time of recording this and growing up my mom would do yoga in the living room and I always saw her doing her yoga stuff and her kind of, you know, uh, woo-woo hippie stuff. And then when I was like 18 or 19, I took my first yoga class. It was at a 24-hour fitness in Los Angeles. And that's where I really got into yoga. So it's been 20 years in the spiritual yoga world. And I did maybe five yoga teacher trainings. I've gone really deep in the yoga world. I used to teach. I mostly did like hatha trainings some power vinyasa trainings. I did strala yoga trainings, which I really love and recommend. And strala yoga is a blend of tai chi and qigong. So it's more about movement with the poses, which is really super cool. And also about like, I guess like your energy in general in your movement. And also about like your mindfulness in your movement. So I really recommend that. But about 20 years ago, I was obsessed with Hay House Radio. Y'all, who listens to Hay House Radio? Hay House is now really some of the cuckooest people you've ever seen. I mean, just like truly. It's kind of like saying Gaia now. Gaia has like gone off the deep end. Ugh, it's, it's, it's sad. But I would listen to Hay House Radio. And this was a new age like platform where they had live shows. So you could call in and ask a psychic. You could call in and like ask a person, you know, um, what are my guides saying? And should I go take this trip and things like that? So that's how I first got into new age stuff. And through the years, I just loved like, oh my God, I would read Tony Robbins personal development stuff. I would read Louise Hayes, like you can heal your life, um, Eckhart Tolle, I'm not saying anything about these people, but I'm just saying I was into new age stuff. And in general, I was born and raised in San Francisco. So that's, you know, a new and different experience as it is. I grew up in a very wacky and liberal family. And then I lived in Los Angeles and then I moved to New York City. So I got into more metaphysical yoga stuff in New York City, where I lived there for about 10 years. And... (laughs) I've done all kinds of trainings, like I did my Reiki training. I think I'm like level two attuned. I never fully understood Reiki. I mean, I just kind of like, (laughs) nothing against Reiki, really, truly. This is for me. I never really understood it. And my mind goes to when I took a a recorder class, like a little like a flute recorder music class in kindergarten. And I never really learned the lines, but I stood up there and just kind of like played the notes with everyone else and made them up even though I didn't know. That's where my mind goes to Reiki. Now, do I believe in 
chakras in general do I believe in energy yes but I did get my level two attunement and no I don't really understand or know what to say about Reiki but I did that in New York City in a Brooklyn basement did a lot of cool trainings and over the years was into the new age did five yoga teacher trainings I taught in New York City I taught where I live in in the city I live in now in the suburbs of California and was really down deep into that realm so from there how did I get into moving on further into things well I went to a new age metaphysical retreat and this was the angel therapy practitioner training with Doreen Virtue okay angel therapy practitioner and mediumship and oracle card training with Doreen Virtue now at the time this training was like 10 years ago she was the number one metaphysical like teacher Okay, she could read you, your aura, talk to your guides and angels. And I signed up for this training to go to Hawaii and become an angel therapy practitioner and oracle card reader. My sister was supposed to come with me and she bailed, which was not cool. She was like, yeah, I can't go. And I ended up still going and having the time of my life. It was a really wonderful experience. You know, I laughed in hot tubs all night with other metaphysical people. I remember us being like, hey, let me read your aura. Hey, let me read your past life. And I was just really deep into that. I did psychic health readings on on people. This is what we were trained to do there. I did mediumship readings on people. This is what we were trained to do there. Um, And I remember having the time of my life, but I remember being freaked the fuck out. Absolutely to my core. Freaked the F out that I had opened myself up to like a dark portal, y'all. I really felt like I'd opened myself up to the dark arts and did not feel cool after. And I think a lot of it really backfired. And now I'm in a place where like, I don't mess with any of that. You know, the door's shut. I don't speak your language. You gotta go. Any ghosts or mediumship, I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested. But it was really a wild experience and it led me further into the metaphysical world. Now, here's the thing. Here is the thing. Doreen Virtue no longer teaches any of that. So imagine me paying thousands, going to Hawaii, buying all of this person's books and programs and teachings and being certified by them and having that really mean something. The next thing you know, that teacher denounces everything that they taught. Years after, Doreen Virtue said, I do not believe in anything that I taught. I now see it as something terrible and wrong and I should not have done it. She has now become one with the Lord our God, Jesus Christ. Awesome, rock on for her. And she denounces everything that she taught, okay? So that's part of why I don't believe shit from anyone. And I always know that when I'm learning from someone, it is one person with their one opinions and I don't believe in any gurus and you never know what will happen in the future with that person because they could come out and say that they don't believe in anything that they taught you oops my bad out of all the programs and things that they taught you sorry it was super damaging and I regret ever doing it how about that 
That's a real experience that can absolutely happen to you that happened to me. So Doreen has apologized for leading people astray into the dark arts and she now writes books and and channels Jesus and that is her path. Cool, that's great and I support her. But at the end of the day, these are people, not gurus, not magical teachers. They are people who may change their mind or have different experiences or who, who are flawed. We all are flawed. And so you don't want to put all your freaking eggs in a basket or worship someone because they're people just like us. And you never know, like think about the programs that you're spending so much time and money in, the teachers that you're learning so much from right now. What if they changed their mind? What if they disappeared? What if they said, I don't really believe in any of this anymore? How would you operate knowing that that could be an option? Because it is an option. But at the end of the day, when you have a deep trust in yourself and you're putting your deep trust in what feels right and best for you and you're in safe places where you're able to investigate that, explore that, you know, that's what it's about. But we're not about gurus here. You never know what they will do or how they will change their mind. So after being in the yoga and spiritual world, being all up in the metaphysical world, I then got into being a health coach. So like I said, y'all, there's a million stories within all of these stories, within these stories, and I'm just giving you a rough overlay of today. But I became a health coach because I saw the fabulous marketing of a school saying, hey, you get to do what you love for a living. You get to help other people for a living. And I believed that and I wanted that and I got into health coaching. At the time, I was super obsessed with healthy eating. I was basically orthorexic, um, trigger warning vibes. I was super, super, super thin, about 80 pounds lighter than I am right now. And I was obsessed with healthy eating. I had to have everything be clean, no bad, dirty ingredients. And orthorexia is, if you're unfamiliar, it's an obsession with healthy eating to the point that it's really out of control. So for example, if I went to like a siblings or like a little kid's birthday party, no way was I going to eat any chocolate cake because that's like an impure food. So I was really off of the deep end in that way. I'm very much worried about my weight, worried about my health, and I became a health coach at that time. I've seen that many people, y'all, become health coaches or they start teaching or guiding people on the things that they're pretty fucked up about. Um, I've seen that happen a lot. Not to say everyone. And I do think that health coaches can be great. But I'm just saying I've seen some shit. So I became a health coach. Thank God in that health coaching program, I realized how unhealthy I was with food and that I needed to actually work on eating a piece of pizza eating some ice cream, throwing the rules out that I had in my life. And thankfully, I really did that and I really got to heal my relationship with food and my body. One of the things that I love is intuitive eating, which is kind of a big buzzword now. But the original woman who wrote the book Intuitive Eating, who I've done some trainings with, uh, Evelyn Triboli, she's amazing. Check out intuitive eating. It is bomb. But that's how I first got into coaching you guys 
So this was about eight years ago. I was like, I'm a new health coach. How do you build this business here, y'all? What do you, what do you, what do you do? Well, of course, the first thing I did, which my class told me to do, my school, was DM people that I hadn't talked to in years, DM people from high school on Facebook and say, hey, I'm a new health coach. Your life gets to expand and grow. Did you know dairy's bad for you? You should work with me and pay me money, even though we haven't talked in forever, but I have a feeling you should work with me and pay me. Um, yikes, yuck, I sent out spammy messages like that. I'm so sorry, y'all. And so I was working on being an intuitive eating coach and working with people in that capacity because I was talking about healing my relationship with food. And so what do you do? I hired a coach to help me with my business. Now, at the time, I was living off of my savings that I had. I had left New York City after 10 years, and I moved into my father's guest bedroom, and I was working on my business. And I hired a coach who was at the top of her game in this certain industry that I was working in and wanting to get into around food and the body. And I hired her for $6,000. I took out a loan for $6,000. First loan I'd ever taken out in my entire life and I barely ever used credit cards before that, y'all. So I worked with her diligently. It was a six month program. We talked twice a month and it was not a good experience, you guys. It was not a good experience for me really at all. Now, did I learn a shit ton about online marketing? Yes. Did I feel supported by this person? No. Did I feel listened to by this person? No. I basically felt that they were very mean girl bitchy. Here, here you peasant, just do this. And guiding me and directing me on everything that I should do. And it was just a bad situation. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, that's why I came to this person and paid them a lot to help guide me in business. And I just felt like they were just telling me exactly like what I should do, even though I was still scared or even though I didn't really agree or wasn't like excited about the things that I was being told to do. And long story short, I got a phone call from them one day saying like, hey, we need to talk. And it was outside of our like set coaching times and we actually never talked they barely responded to me, even though I was supposed to have support from them in between calls. And anyways, we got on the phone and they said that I was copying them. It was a really like rude, oh God, my heart just races thinking about it. I felt so embarrassed. They were like, everyone's going to know because I'm so popular and famous in this industry that you're copying me. And I was like, oh my God, because the website that I had created looked like hers apparently. So it was just a bad situation. I ended up kind of smiling and nodding and not feeling comfortable speaking up at all, at all, in that time, in that situation. It was a bad experience for me. And I was like, holy fuck, I would never treat someone that way. And I would die of embarrassment or whatever, forever charging someone like that and then treating them in such a shitty way. It was really a mind-boggling experience for me. So anyways, on from there, I was working as a health coach. I was working with people who I think I really did good work with and helped them get out of um, imbalance with food 
And we, I think that we really did some great work in that health coaching, but I wasn't getting clients. It wasn't sustainable. Like they make it look so easy. It wasn't. And then slowly over time, I got into teaching about Instagram because all of my clients were coming from Instagram. You like how I just said, oh, I had no clients. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't sustainable, but I was teaching about Instagram. Um, my Instagram was popping and I did have good sales some of the time and things were really going well, but all of my marketing was from Instagram. I never ran any ads. I never did anything kind of like outside of Instagram much. So I started teaching people up about building a business on Instagram. And then from there, I joined other really big programs with big gurus all about online marketing and I learned a ton more. So basically at like year eight in the industry, I was coaching and teaching and helping other people learn about online business. And I would have like consistent $10,000 months and then things would kind of like flatline. Or I would have like big launches and then things would struggle and then flatline again. And that's just a little behind the scenes, but I started learning from and working for a really huge mentor in the industry, in the online marketing, online coaching industry. Um, got really close with a lot of people who were like doing well in the industry or who were also coaching for this person. And I had a really interesting experience there, which I'm not really gonna share about fully at the moment, but I was in deep seeing people's businesses. And this is where things started to crack. Because being in deep in other people's businesses, sometimes I was supporting people having $160,000 launches. And sometimes I was supporting people who got two people to sign up for their newsletter. And I started seeing where it wasn't working, it wasn't working, it wasn't working for some people. Now this all happened through Corona, okay? This all happened through this huge, massive change in the world, let alone the world closed down and everyone went online, y'all. Everyone went online. So therefore, um, I think that people started getting more and more extreme online. The practices that they needed to do started to get even more like majorly twisted or out there. It just started to be flooded online, and I think that's where a lot of this stuff started to crack through and crash. So I'm giving you some general vibes just to say I was in the industry for eight years. I did a lot of different things. I've seen a lot of different stuff, and that's where I started to see that breakdown, that it wasn't working for a lot of people. It was not as easy as they all said it was. It wasn't easy as easy as I was saying it was, and... I need to do a whole podcast episode on this, you guys, but one of the big cracks that happened was when Black Lives Matter was, you know, popping off or getting more attention, it should always have major attention, but when Black Lives Matter stuff was happening in the U.S., coaches were silent. Coaches were silent. Wow, these people that I had been looking up to and being guided by, these gurus were silent or not understanding the issue. And then same thing with the corona happening and all of that running around, how these people were silent or actively anti-mask or anti-vaccine. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. How are you guiding me in my business? How am I paying you thousands? 
when I don't think you have a good grasp on reality. I literally don't think you have a good grasp on reality. I had a guru who I was in deep with who is telling me on Zoom calls about how they are going to release different strains of things of the Rona and just twisted ass stuff. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Uh, can I just avoid this? Can I not really absorb this? Can I not think about this? Because the rest of this is great. No, 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 no. So there was a lot of cracks and things that came freaking falling down, y'all. I want to tell you guys that I've been in deep and tried tons of different stuff and programs and teachers and webinars and both as a consumer and as a marketer and as a coach, tried a lot and seen a lot. And um, that's why I made this account. I have other personal stories of bad shit that's happened to me by coaches and then also close friends who I felt were scammed, victimized, bullied, fucking bullied by some of these coaches. It is so messed up and it makes me so angry and that's why I made this account. So more on that another day. Let's take a little pause, you're listening to me, go on, and I want us to check in and do a little skill that will help you to tune back into yourself, no matter the situation, no no matter the person, no matter the thing going on, whether you are in a grocery store or you are being coached by a guru, these little skills that I'm going to walk you through, um, one on each episode will help you to tune back into yourself, what feels good and right for you, and the information that your body is giving you, and having the awareness to know, hey, what's going on in my body, which I find is a really wonderful thing to do and a great skill to work on. So what we're going to do today for just a couple seconds, it's literally so easy, y'all, if you want to. I'm going to invite you to close your eyes when you're ready, if you're able, and take a couple full deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you inhale, you're really going to focus on filling up your body, filling up your breath. And as you exhale, you can focus on relaxing a part of your body that might feel tense or like it's holding, holding, holding. So doing this on your own, at your own pace, just taking a couple deep breaths in and out. And last one on your own, as you breathe in, you're filling all the way up back into yourself and as you exhale you're just kind of letting go relaxing in your body and you can open your eyes when you're ready good job and we will go back to our combo today now I still love and believe in the tool of coaching I still love and believe in online business I just think that the industry has lost its way and a lot of people are running amok and we need better regulations or guidelines and we definitely need the consumers to be better educated so that they're aware of this shit. 
because, you know, half of the industry has lost its mind. <laughs> um, but I still love and believe in the tool of coaching. I actually do a ton of coaching at work. Currently, I am an assistant to a social worker in a healthcare environment, and there is so much speaking to people and honing in on, you know, oh, oh my gosh, so much. So I, I use the tool of coaching a lot, and I believe in the tool of coaching with permission and with training, etc. I also love and believe in online business. Like, you don't know how excited I get about people making a website and be able to have a newsletter and to be able to offer something that's beneficial to people. Um, I have friends who have amazing businesses. Uh, my friend Thea is just like spreading black joy all around Italy. And she has a program called Doing Italy, where she helps people visit or move to Italy. And her program is amazing and affordable. And I am someone who's just like clapping for her and love online business. I have friends who are teaching people how to learn other languages, uh, friends who are teaching hairdressers how to um, be better hairdressers. Like the list goes on of tons of amazing things that people can do and teach online. And so I am not throwing the whole industry out, even though I like have been. I really love and believe in the tool of coaching or entrepreneurship or online business, and I think that we need to do it in a better, more ethical way, y'all. I did leave out a ton of stuff today. This was a very loose background vibe podcast. I left out things like the very weird male-female dynamics cult that I was a part of in New York City that I helped to take down. Uh, very weird, weird, weird stuff. Don't really DM me asking me more about it because I don't feel like getting into it. But there have been New York Times articles, I think, written about it. There have been BBC podcasts done about it and Vice uh, documentary series stuff about it. So, wowie, that has shaped a lot of why I speak up about things, why I call out bullshit, and why I don't believe in culty guru mentality or those kind of teachers. All right, all right. That is it for today, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. The first podcast is in the bag. Woohoo! Uh, tag me on Instagram stories if you enjoyed this, and I'm looking forward to our next one. I'll see you next week. I'm going to roll the outro. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. For more, you can find me on Instagram at why don't you say something or at my website, evacollins.com. If you want to tag me on Instagram with something you enjoyed or learned, I would love that because it makes me feel like I'm not just talking to myself alone here in a vacuum. <laughs> um, reminder, my DMs are super full and I just can't get to everyone. But if you would like to connect with me and send a note or share some feedback, you can email me at eva at evacollins.com. Thanks and see you on the next one.